Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from the Smut Studio in Venice Beach, California, with my co-host today, filling in for Joe, making a triumphant return, the one and only Yoshi. Andy, thanks. Um, how long's it been? I was trying to think, man. When's the last time you were on the show? God, it's I can't remember. It's always a good time, though. It's it's one of my favorite shows to do. I, I mean, besides the fact that I like talking sports, but most of my other friends don't care about sports, you know? Yeah. Which is weird. Well, you, you made a, a large plea, I believe, one episode, which we turned into our own Dirty for Dirty. Yeah. A remake of the 30 for 30. How you say American sports, right? Like, that is the national pastime. That is, right, what bonds our country together. Yeah, you know these conservatives trying to trying to make English as national language of the United States, but yeah. I, I made an argument that sports is the national language of this country, you know. And if foreigners really want to understand America, then they should study our sports. Yeah, it's a disadvantage, you know. You, you you're talking to some foreigner. Good jobs, you know. You met your sales for the year. That was a home run. Like they have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. Or, or you're getting you lost your job. You got sacked. You know. On and on. So I think I always tell the girls, like young girls, like not knowing sports really hurts you in the workplaces, in my opinion. Oh, you think women should be learning sports more? Absolutely. Yeah. Would Most you- of the bosses are men. Men, beside into sex and everything, they like sports, you know. And I think when you go, if you're a successful businesswoman, you're going – you're not going to get invited to like golf on Sundays or Saturdays, you know? All those business talks are done. Yeah. And because you don't play sports, you don't know anything or you don't, you know, I think these things really hurt you. So I highly, highly recommend women know more about sports and not to mention do sports. You lose weight, you look great, you know? <laughs> but I mean, you might laugh, but I mean, there's so many beneficial things yeah. about working out you know teach women don't worry most important thing you could learn from sports is don't worry about what you look like learn what your body's capable of doing yeah that's more important in my opinion you know well i want to continue this conversation but i first want to just say uh joe is going to be gone for a few episodes guys he went back and, and i again all of our thoughts are with him and his family he went back for his dad's memorial service in new york so Please send all your good, positive, supportful vibes to my dear friend, my co-host, my buddy, Joe Prano. And uh, just keep that in mind, guys. And, uh, you know, we got Yoshi here today. Filling very, for very, Joe. very, very sad because well, Joe's uh, obviously a great guy. Yeah, Joe's I, a- I, had, I didn't even know until I think he just told me yesterday or something. Yeah. yeah. I texted him, but I haven't heard back. Well, he was traveling yesterday, and again, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. sure he has a lot going on with, have, with his family. So, uh, 
just please keep him in mind, guys. And Yoshi's here today, and I believe we'll have Tug Coker on Thursday. But I, I want to go back. But by the way, we also lost Robert Forrester, one of the great American actors. Yeah, I, I went dinner with him, with Bill Lustig, a director. Uh, Your circle is so odd, Yoshi. But Bill, I, I, I forgot. Great, they're both great guys. Now, now tell us people because uh, about Robert Forrester. Tell some of our younger listeners what are some of the things that he did. Um, obviously, uh, Jackie Brown, and he was God. This is so sad. He was on a new Breaking Bad movie on Thursday. He passed away s- Friday, and I think uh, brain tumor or something. But uh, he's been many movies. He, he was in Hollywood for fifty years. Yeah. And, um, I think in one movie years ago he played a therapist or something. But um, yeah, just um, I know him because I'm friend with Bill Lustig, American director. Um, Maniac Cop, which is going to turn into a TV series on HBO. And interesting enough, Bill Lustig's uncle, you know who it is? Who? Why am I forgetting? The boxer in Raging Ball. Yeah. De Niro's character? Yes. Ah. Oh, God, God damn it. L- but that was it. LaMotta? Yes, Jake LaMotta. Yeah. Bill Lustig's uncle is Jake LaMotta, right? Wow. He just passed away in like last year or two, but um, great guy, and he was kind enough to invite me to dinner through my friend Steve Katani, and I went dinner with him. I couldn't believe Robert Forrester was there. Just a wonderful guy. You yeah. Know, just, that's no act. He, every, no one will ever say anything terrible. So Joe Prano, Robert Forrester, and for me, because I used to work in porn, uh, David Cummings passed away. <laughs> He was 79 or 78, oldest porn guy in America. He passed away. A great American because he was, I think, Army or Marines. And I think he was instructor at West Point, too. But, yeah, he started fucking when he was in the mid-50s, you know? And Wait, he became a porn star in his mid-50s? Yeah. Dave Cummings. And, what uh, a great name for a porn star. Dave yeah, Cummings. Another great guy. That, yeah. uh, Did you Robert Forrester of porn. And um, he just died. October fifth or something. I didn't even know until a couple of days ago. So. I already took too many Viagra, and then he just he just he just croaked. I think Alzheimer dementia or something. I got him. So okay, um, seventy nine. Anyway, it's very bad week. Yeah. Uh, gray white Americans. <laughs> <laughs> I always say white people have feelings too. So um, I appreciate that. We do, don't we, Yoshi? The society makes us want to think that white people don't have feelings. Yes. Especially on a day like today, Columbus Day, which Aaron here is Native oh, American. I forgot. Aaron here I is Native forgot. American. So, yeah. you know, a lot of the, the woke culture is trying to say it's Indigenous People's Day. Quite frankly, I don't care what day it is because nobody celebrates it. Yeah, and, you know, here's a good example why some people get mad at me, but uh, some of my Asian and American friends, who's that Asian guy running for me? Is Aang? Yang? Andrew Yang. Yeah. Are you going to support him? Like, well, why am I supporting him? Just because he's Asian? I don't know his positions. Yeah. You know what I mean? I so, actually like him a lot. Okay. Yeah, I, nothing against. I just don't know enough about him to one way or another. But I don't pick someone just because they look like me. You, you don't conform to the tribalistic, no. simple mentality. Of course you don't. We've known that. Yeah. You're, you're a broad thinker. I, and obviously, we have a lot of sports to get yeah. to. And for anybody who's new... This is Yoshi. He's one of a kind. He's a world traveler. In fact, I'm a little worried that you're on my couch in my apartment because you recently visited Chernobyl. I think two weeks ago. I can't remember now. 
You know what I say to that? What? What the fuck? Is this is this for real? I can't really tell because I've been to other horrible places. They, I, you know, they scanned me before I left. That my my radiation level is pretty low. <laughs> it's very minor. Like when they tell me not to go certain area, don't walk into the area. I didn't do that, so you know what I mean. The fact and I'm from Japan too. I've been to Hiroshima, and Nagasaki. Yeah, you know. True. You have the you have the radiation in your DNA. And next year, when I'm visiting Japan for the very first time for Summer Olympics, I am I'm already booked for a, a Fukushima tour. Um, that's 2011, so it's only like eight nine years ago when that thing happened. I'm gonna go and visit that. I'm I'm done. I visit every wait was that nuclear the, disaster. Yeah, why do you like going to nuclear disasters? I'm I'm very curious about what it looks like, how much impact I had, in area. And um, I'm always I'm, I'm always amazed by people who never left. In Chernobyl, there's still like 300 people living in that area. There is. Yeah. You can't fuck with those. I mean, it's Ukraine, but it was under control of Russia. Do they have arms growing out of their head? Like, like what is it like living in Chernobyl now? It's it's a tourist destination, so it's actually. But who's going to that? When I think tourist destination, mm-hmm. Yoshi, I think Rome, I think Paris, I think Hawaii. I have never heard anyone ever be like, yeah, I'm going to go to Chernobyl, see where all these people died. But, I mean, there's a group of people call them disaster porn. They <laughs> like going to just horrible places in the world. Uh, so you're Native American? Yeah. Yeah, so like in America, there's places you could visit where Native Americans got killed. That's like a tourism thing, too. Yeah, Aaron. So, so Aaron likes to go to Disneyland. So I think you should start skipping Disneyland. And take your lady to all the uh, massacres. You know what I mean? That uh, that what is it? Tear what? Tra- Trail, Trail of Tears. Trail of yeah, tears. I would actually love to go to Chernobyl. I think that'd be really cool. But yeah, it's it's very it's safe if you follow the instruction. But what are the instructions? That, that I guess that's my first question. Like like what are they telling? By the you? way, I highly recommend Chernobyl tourism. Visit them. I give uh, four thumbs up, and. Um, and what was funny, I went to, um, I asked, if, do you have any um, gift shop? And what, what they asked, like, what are you looking like? I don't know, like pens and stuff, maybe books. And they're really funny. You know what they told me? They say, oh, yeah, we have a place called uh, Barnes in Chernobyl. Shut the fuck <laughs> up. It was, it's a joke. I mean, the, the, yeah. the guy clearly have a lot of American um, tourists. But yeah. the HBO show really... Help. Oh, I'm sure. So, what do you do? You have to wear like a hazmat suit. You could rent those, but I didn't. <laughs> you could you could rent Geiger uh, those um, meter things. You could get those too. But yeah, you go, you go to this facility, you wait, and uh, depends on what language you speak. The van picks you up, and it's about ninety minutes, two hours, depends on the traffic. And once you get there, there's so many stops that you know you got to get out. Um, you know, you have to show your passport, and then eventually they will take all the different area in Chernobyl. Um, the closest we guys were like we were like 0.9 miles away from the actual plant that blew up. You know, well, not blow up, but you know they had all the problems. Yeah, yeah. And the tour guy was really good. He said like, okay, here you could just walk around, but uh, you know, closer we got, please don't walk into the woods, or please, please don't touch anything. And so what could happen? They said don't touch any of the dogs. 
what could so do you know what could happen? Let's say somebody touches one of the dogs. What could happen? To them? I think it's just a little exaggerated, but um, but you're also a guy who has medical testing done to your body. So <laughs> I just, I just think radiation kill any problem I had in my body. I think <laughs> it's like a quasi chemo. But the, I got to tell you, those Ukrainian Russian people—they are a fucking tough bunch, man. Yeah. I mean, I mean did you watch the show? Uh, each, uh, you know what? I haven't seen it, man. I, I'm behind on a lot of stuff. I haven't seen it. It is phenomenal, man. And I did you know that the year Chernobyl happened was the same year uh, Challenger blew up? And I I don't remember the exact. Nineteen eighty. Eighty six. Eighty six. And I remember I don't remember the date, but I remember that day. I was in high school, you know, and like. It's such a shocker. When I was you in see preschool. <laughs> and where were you in high school at? Torrance High. Out here? Yeah. The Valley. No, it's not the, the Valley. No, no, it's no, in not, Torrance. Not the Valley. Sorry. So, so south. Yeah. South of here. Um, they filmed tons of shit there. You know, Beverly Hills nine nine zero two one zero. Well, they filmed that at your high school. Uh, exterior, yeah. yeah. Uh, tons of movies are made. Uh, Buffy the Vampire, they film it at the Torrance High. They film any porns there? I figured you'd know about that. That, I don't know. I, I don't think so. I haven't heard that. But they have filmed tons of, like, movies and uh, think things I hate about you. No, no, no. Um, One of those, I think they film exterior at the Torrance High, too. It's a beautiful school outside. I'm yeah. not sure about inside. But, yeah, so I went there. By the but, way, this is a good segue to get into sports. Yeah. We're talking about filming uh, pornography. Did you see the thing that happened yesterday at Miami for the Dolphins game? No. The Bang Oh, did they throw dildos? No, no. The uh, the Bang Bros, you know, like the porn yeah. Bang Bros, they showed up with their bus to tailgate outside the Dolphins-Redskins game in Miami. Yeah. And they brought a bunch of their girls, and they brought the Bang Bros bus. Yeah. And uh, then they went into the game, and then one of the Dolphins fans tried to basically start a fight with their group. Why? I don't know. He was angry. And, and the, a video I saw, it leaked. A Dolphins fan who's drunk is yelling at one of the bang bros. I don't, you know, I don't really know. This. You think that was a fake? Why would you be angry at them? I don't know. And then he yelled at one of the girls and called her a slut. And uh, you see them arguing and screaming because he wasn't sitting right next to him. Yeah. And, and then security comes over. So, uh, I mean, that's what's going on now. The Dolphins are so bad. You know, nobody's at the games. There's fights going on with porn companies and just regular crowd members. It's a disaster. No, but the thing is, if they're bad for a reason and it's a good reason, I could tolerate it. Like, I don't know the GM for the Houston Astros. He said, we have a plan. This is what we're going to do. And Sports Illustrated, like four or five years ago, said Astros will win World Series in 2017. They, they predicted correctly. You they know? were actually ahead. I think they said 2018. 2017. Oh, whenever the year they won, they predicted the exact same year. They did. I thought they were. I thought they won a year ahead of the prediction. No, no, because I remember. Um, well, regardless, I know what you're. I saying. took a picture of it in my Instagram. I checked, like, holy shit, he was right. Yeah. And the GM for the Astro, he doesn't have any baseball background, like a, a business background, but his biggest uh, experience in baseball was playing baseball, uh, fantasy baseball. But hold on a second. So you're saying the Dolphins. If they have a reason why they're losing, they have a plan. They do. Getting a number one draft pick, then I'm okay with that. But my argument to that is mm -hmm. you never know what you're going to get 
with that number one pick and quarterback. Nothing is ever guaranteed. No, it's not. But at least if they have some reasoning behind what they're doing, yeah. I could tolerate it. It's almost better you do that than say you're eight and eight and you stay mid level picking up a talent and stay in that level for a long time. It's just frustrating to me. Yeah. I'd rather the team be super bad, have some optimism for what's going on, you know? No, I agree. Look, I don't mind, obviously. The whole point's win Super Bowl, right? Yeah. So you need a quarterback. No, I agree. Look, we agree there. Yeah. Joe, Joe always says this on the show it's Super Bowl or bust. It is. It's a Super Bowl or bust league. Look Steinbrenner, at, he said, I do you win the World Series or it's nothing. Yeah. yeah. And, and and you look at the teams now. Look, look at the Rams. Yeah. They came close. They didn't win last year. Now they're a disaster. So last season, in a way, means nothing for the Rams making the Super Bowl. Look at the Falcons from a couple of years ago. They've been a disaster since then. I, I agree. I guess my only thing is I feel like it's so difficult to know who's going to be a good quarterback. I, I feel like the the Peyton Mannings of the world, Yeah, they don't come around that much. They just don't. So if you're if you're Miami... And just like Patriots, they didn't know what they had in Mr. 199th, right? Draft pick. Yeah, exactly. So if you're Miami... Yeah. You know, I've seen Tua from Alabama. We've all seen him. Yeah. Is he going to be the best? And I think this is actually brings it into today's conversation... Look at the look at the number one and number two pick from 2015. It was Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota. Right. That's just 2015, guys. That's four years ago. Marcus Mariota got benched yesterday. He's playing terribly. Yeah. And he's gonna be benched in the foreseeable future, I believe, for Ryan Tannehill. And Jameis Winston had six turnovers. He's led the NFL in turnovers. So my argument is, you have two guys from just four years ago. It's a crapshoot. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, it is. Um, I feel bad for Chicago Bears fan because they went one or two spot up to get Trubisky in the same pit, uh, same uh, draft. They had uh, uh, Mahomes and uh, Lamar Jackson. You know, how do you explain their fan base? You know, was that the same one as Lamar? Oh yeah, and Deshaun Watson too. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. Lamar Jack, Lamar Jackson, and um, Mahomes. No, no, I think it was Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. Oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Whatever it is, they had, you know, how do you go up a couple of spots and pick that guy? But, at, that, but that goes to my point, Yosh. Yeah. That's my point is you don't know. You don't know. That's why, that's why I think in a lot of times this whole analytics game, this whole, like, there's definitely a methodology to this stuff, but there's also a lot of luck. Don't the, you think? Yes. Yeah. You you just don't know. Like the the, the quarterback that played really well in college, why they don't translate very well in the NFL? And there's quarterbacks that are okay in college. Somehow they adjust very well in the NFL. But it, but once again, it's situation, right? Like if you're pick number one overall, chances are you're going to worst team. Yeah. And chances are you're going to get probably get beaten up like David Carr. You know, out of that that's Season when he played that first year, I it was just like a fucking murder scene. How many? T- <laughs> I, honestly, yeah. How could how could you feel good about what happened to that guy? Yeah. Not only are you getting physically beaten up, but your confidence gone, dude. Yeah. I mean, he was deflated like well, Kershaw. Honestly. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, but Kershaw's had a Hall of Fame, all-time career, at least. Fuck, I'm not even Dodger fan. And I feel really bad for them. I I think. They need new manager and they need to trade him. 
I, I just don't think he's in a good mental place playing for that team now. Clayton Kershaw? Yeah. I like the guy. I mean, I don't know. He should go Yankees or something. The, the, the pressure will be not on him. Well, he's also, you know, at the latter part of his career. Yeah, but he's only 31. You know, he's, he's still, only 31. He's, he's, it's wild. He's, if he take care of himself, look at Berlander having revival. Yeah. And you know his thing, right? He's fucking Kate Upton. No, no, no. His, his, well, yes, that helps too. But his thing was um, he sleep a lot. Ah, oh, I didn't fun. know that. Yeah, his big thing is he's been telling people I sleep 10, 11, 12 hours a day. 12 hours a day? Yeah, I, I think there's something about sleeping well. Are you sleep well when you're sleeping next to her? Yeah. Know? How many hours a day are you getting, Yosh? I don't sleep well. I think that's really bad at my age. Yeah. Do you sleep well? I sleep pretty well. You know what I've learned to do is... Let me ask you before I answer that question. By general, do you suffer from loneliness at all? Man, it's getting deep here. Uh, I do at times. Why do you ask that? I think people who suffer from loneliness have uh, sleeping problems. They wake up a lot more, according to the studies. Yeah, I mean... And and, um, I think um, when you have that problem... It affects so many, your know, cognitive problem, your uh, physical issues. You're more prone to get sick. It's not something most people like talking about. Yeah, you know? but uh, I have it. But but also, you know, I've lived alone now for almost ten years. So I'm yeah. al- I'm also used to it, and I've also learned the power nap. Yeah. So what I'll, I'll do now is I will, and it's weird. I will lay. Actually, you're Asian. You get this. I lay on my floor. Yeah. And for some reason, it, it brings a whole other sleep to me. And I'll do it in the middle of the day sometimes. Not all the time. Maybe a couple times a week. Maybe not at all. For like 10 or 15 minutes. And I will go into a deep sleep. Just yeah. lying on my back. And then I wake up. And I feel great. I but- think I think having a really good sleep is very important. Um, and if you're having a hard time sleeping at night, that's... Fuck, man. It's it's a problem. Yeah. But Verlander, I, I I just read something on a... It might have been like Wall Street Journal article. It was really revealing. It was a really good one. He he basically said his teammate used to make fun of him. And one of his teammates, after um, converting, believing the philosophy, started hitting better, having ample sleep. You but, know? but I see the opposite a lot, too. You, you think you know, too much sleep would make you sluggish? Or or people who are just workers, you know, I like I, I was listening to Kevin Hart talk about it. It probably was Joe Rogan's podcast. I can't recall, but he was saying, yeah, Kevin Hart is just a worker, right? Yeah. I mean, Kevin Hart works nonstop. Nothing but respect for that guy. Yeah. Whether you like his comedy or not, to me, doesn't matter. You have to respect this dude's work right. ethic. He is a fucking workhorse, and he was saying. He's just a go-getter, five or six hours a night. Well, he's a midget. He only need half to sleep. <laughs> if he sleeps two, that's like six, six hours for me. Yoshi, you can't say that in 2019. You've been canceled. Sorry, midget. You're supposed to call them abomination. <laughs> Why do I care? I don't have a midget as a fan base. Uh, do you worry about cancel culture? Because you, you would maybe be considered a shock comic. Cancer go- culture only matters if you have something or career and talent and stuff. I have none of that stuff. Oh, so. you have Yoshi, you're amazing. But I don't, I don't have any like um, shows and stuff, so I don't have to worry. I remember one time Bill Burr was on 
Bill Maher, and Bill Maher asked him, are you worried about it? And like, I don't have a TV show movies. So he does road gigs, and people who like him are going to see him no matter what. So like, but, Burr's, but Burr's, in a way, I would I mean, this is like a few years back. I was going to so. say mainstream at this point. But he's got so much fan base because sure. he's not afraid to say stuff. You no, know? 100%. And I agree with that. And Burr. I think uh, Jezenek, too. Like, he liked controversy because for guys like that, it helps them. You yeah. Know? If people know that they can't silence you, they don't do it. They're just cowards going after people that could hurt them, you know. Well, this is a good segue. I know we're bouncing all over the map today, guys, but that's what happens when we have Yoshi on. This is a good segue for the. This is a good. All right. This is a good segue for the NBA yeah. in China. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, we'll recap NFL this week. But look, man, Joe and I have discussed NBA in China at length. Yeah. Uh, we've made our opinion known. Yeah. You obviously are Asian. You're a Japanese man here. I know, I know you don't have a good, there's not a good relationship, there's not a good history between China and Japan, correct? Yeah. You guys hate each other, right? I was born in Japan, I have Japanese name, but I'm ethnically Korean, but okay. uh, but to you, same difference, right? I mean, um, Irish, <laughs> Scottish, English, Welsh, same guys. To you, same yeah. difference. Um, what is you, your... You're, you're ask, is this a serious question? Yeah, yeah no, I'm being dead serious. Uh because I because I think it's it's crazy how things have changed. Yeah. Because of a single tweet. Like right. I, I find this fascinating, intriguing, and everything else in between. Sure. From a simple Daryl Morey tweet, we've taken this spotlight. Who is a very smart and a great GM. Yes, yes. agreed. And now we've taken this spotlight and we've shined it on the NBA. Yeah. Who has prided themselves on being woke pride of themselves on social justice here in America pride, sure. pride of themselves on players having a platform for free speech but what is your take as like an outsider from our show and also as a guy who has traveled the world yeah all right it might it may take a few minutes to explain my position if you're being completely fair and if you want to give a comprehensive way to look at this whole thing one you know, if you look at Americans have very complicated relationship, Asians in general. Um, you know, last over 100 years, what we had, Spanish-American War had impacted in Philippines because we were colonizing Philippines. 1905, Russo-Japanese War, Russians and Japanese. World War II, uh, there's stuff in World War One as well. The Korean War, Vietnam War, then you had a trade war between Japan and now with China. So we have a very, very complicated situation with Asia. And Asia is very important. Some people even say this is Pacific century because there's, so, there's more people in the Pacific area. And there's so much changes going out there. And the reason why Trump is going after Chinese because I think most part, I think most Americans find Chinese number one threat to our future. So... That we sh- we should acknowledge that. You know, um, the movie Joker is out right now. Yeah, um, I think some people have a complicated relationship because I just love hearing Yoshi say complicated. Complicated. <laughs> watching Joker is kind of like watching the movie Jaws, but it's a point of view of Jaws, right? Like when you watch the original Jaws, Jaws is the shark is the bad guy, but if you look at the perspective of shark. 
millions of sharks are getting killed every year. If if you saw that perspective, yeah, you, you have a different. So if you're watching from Joker's perspective, right? So instead of looking like America being good, look at the way Chinese see the whole situation, right? I don't mean I don't mean any disrespect, but white people have been a- raping Asian people for a long time. By the way, it's not disrespect. It's true. Uh, historically what do, mean, what do you mean by raping just literally like um when it comes to like economically and war and what we did during to chinese opium war because the chinese didn't want buy anything from the western power we brought opium to china that's why the opium war part one and part two you know that hsbc the banking bank yeah you know what it stands for what Hong Kong Shanghai Banking Corp. The bank was created to finance drug business in China. So um, Chinese people have been humiliated by the Western power. And when Japan was forced to open, when Americans showed in the mid-1800s, Japanese realized we need to start acting like white people. That's why they became such a militant, aggressive power. They tear everything to Chinese too. So Chinese people have suffered a lot under... White people than Japanese. So they're very sensitive. Yeah. You know, like, um, and they never got respect from, you know, I know I know Chinese language, even to me, Chinese language sounds funny. They get ridiculed a lot. So I think Chinese realize only way to have respect from people is two way. You invade another country, conquer them. Not very practical. So how do you get respect from people? You know how you do it? Money. African countries, there's so many Chinese people are going to Africa, and I think most Africans don't realize the way you could conquer people is either uh, military or you loan them money. Financially. You fucking, you, 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 you loan them so much money at such a horrible agreement financially, they have no choice but do what you ask them to do. Yeah. I think Chinese learned this really quick, and which is ironic, ironic, because they've been communists for so long, but they're a fast learner. Chinese people are very smart people, yeah. so only way you could get some respect from people from one way is money. So I think they work really hard. Chinese work really, really hard. Yeah, for sure. If Chinese didn't have any money, I think America say fuck you. Well, well, let's bring it back to the NBA though, because that was the whole point of this discussion. They, they NBA are really awkward situation because they say black lives matter but now that people in hong kong are being treated really badly by mainland china have we not been in the same situation with our founding father england press oppressing the colonies don't you think in the normal circumstance we would we would be very sympathetic to the people in hong kong they believe in due process and rule of law and things like that you know he's studying he's going to law school yeah they look Chinese, but they were occupied by British. They believe in these things. Sure. Free speech, rule of law, due process. Man, it's a lot of fucking money, man. So it's easy for me to say NBA being hypocritical. They are. Uh, NBA players, when they're saying Black Lives Matter, they're silent now. But you know what? If I had business with, if I had a business with China, if I was executive at NBA or an NBA player, and they're, if they were telling me I have a shoes deal for $50 million, $100 million a year, I don't know. That, it's a tough one, isn't it? I agree. Look, we agree that. I, I, I don't have any money 
situation with any other Chinese. So it's easy for me to say what they're doing is wrong, which is. But if I had a financial interest, it would be very difficult too. I'm giving you an honest answer right no, here. No, no, I appreciate that because I, I agree with what you're saying. Chinese are afraid of South Park. They're afraid of cartoons. I mean, that's, oh, it's wild. And, and, and what, but what, that's what's so interesting is the hypocrisy mm-hmm. is there. I just, I'm a big fan of just honesty and transparency. Yeah. So if the NBA just straight out said, and they won't, or if a player, or if a coach, or if the commissioner just said, hey, we got one and a half billion dollars tied to Tencent, which is the media company that streams NBA games. Sure. If they just said, hey, this is a one and a half million dollar, one and a half billion dollar deal yeah. that we have where 700 million people annually watch, I'm cool with that. Because my thing is this. Let's just be honest. Yeah. Because we all know we're all owned by China. Everything you and I are wearing, this whole apartment, like at this point, the Chinese did figure it out. And the truth is, we're kind of their bitch, you know, and as th- a country. And 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 just going back to the sports thing too. This is the reason why. Did you did you ever watch Michael Jordan's Hall of Fame speech? Yeah, it's fucking incredible. I remember they used to give him such a hard time not saying social issues, but at the end of the day, Michael Jordan was always right. He's an NBA player and businessman. And he always say, Republicans buy my shoes too. He never got into political issues. And he under- he brought football mentality, which is, I'm only here to win. And he- he's a- one of the most successful athletes of all time, you know? Yeah. And he's not into getting into political stuff. And NBA should have learned, listen from Michael, because now... They, lo- you know, they, they they just look hypocritical. Well, look, I again, I don't mind if I don't mind if anybody gets political. I, I don't care, but just just be, be honest. consistent and honest. Yeah. Yes, that's that's all that's all we're looking for. Yeah. Is- David Stern was right. I, he said, "I'm not going to." He basically, "I'm not going to say shit about Chinese politics." Uh, I'm in the business making money for the owners of NBA. Wait, David Stern said that back in the day? That was his, basically his attitude. And I don't know why it's surprising because Hollywood has been doing this for the last 20 years. Do You cannot say anything about Taiwan, Hong Kong, and God forbid you saying anything pro about Tibet because it's you're going to lose a billion customers, you know? So... Although Hollywood will present themselves as socially woke, progressive, they're not. They're not going to say anything bad about Chinese. They made that fucking remake, Red Dawn, where originally they had Chinese invading America, but last minute they changed to North Koreans because they didn't want to offend Chinese audience. What is the chance of North Koreans invading America? You know what I mean? None. It's it's a stupid premise, but they had no choice. Yeah. It's show business. I'm sorry. You know, I don't know if you don't know anything about it. It's 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 a business making money. Now, having said that, one of my favorite, if not my favorite, Jewish uncle, and my favorite economist, Milton Freeman, he said, "the the corporation is here to do one thing: make money. That's it. They're not there for social good." Yeah. You make good product and service to make money. Your obligation corporations to make money, and he's right. He said, if you're doing business with Chinese, and because you're doing business with them, it's a matter of time you're going to have an impact on their country. You know, cutting people off like the way we cutting off North uh, North Korea, it's not helping either one of them. 
if it if you interact with another country, it's a matter of time some of our value is going to hit them. So if you if you just even just doing the business, it's a matter of time. We are going to have a positive impact in Chinese, but trying to do social stuff, it's just it's not counterproductive, in my opinion. Yeah, it's 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 cold, maybe heartless, but I'm I'm a realist when it comes to that. Don't lecture Chinese because there's still scrutiny in this country. We we have a lot to improve as well. Sure, know? but MBA just proved who they are. They're Ultimately, it's a business organization like anything else. And that's fine. And that's all that I want is let's yeah. just admit that. We'll just don't bullshit us. Yes, exactly. At the end of the day, don't. LeBron's got Space Jam. He's not going to say anything negative about Chinese. Yeah. You know. He doesn't want to hurt the bottom line. Nike don't want to say anything bad of Chinese. Yeah. And granted, you know, most of the shoes are made to a slave labor switch-up in China. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad we... Uh, it was, glad, this was not a very funny <laughs> no 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 it's not all about being funny I'm glad we can have that discussion because it, it's important you know obviously on our show yeah. this is our 500, 564th episode we cover it all yeah. sports politics we, we had an iTunes review I gotta read this iTunes review I gotta put this person on blast for a minute Yeah. he literally wrote stop with the political commentary you guys aren't smart enough for them well he's right or she's right <laughs> well, but they're not right because because, because we're, we're in depth having conversations and, and this person writes, stick to the jokes and chasing the likes. I don't even know what that means. Uh, as someone who's been doing this show for almost five years, you must be new, bro, uh, or chick, or whoever you are, because yeah. we, we cover it all. So, so I, I, to, to me, that's like the shut up and dribble. It's like, dude, we're going to cover sports. We're yeah. going to cover my personal life. We're going to cover whatever is going on in the news. Like, that's how we are on this show. Sports, in a way, if you remember Open China too, the ping-pong diplomacy, it was, Amer- I can't remember, this one American ping-pong players were playing with Chinese. He got on the wrong bus, ended up becoming friends with Chinese. That became a basis opening China to the United States with Kissinger sneaking into China and the later Nixon. So sports can unite people. It just, um, we have to be fair. We did terrible than Chinese. Chinese are hypersensitive. We don't like Chinese telling us not to tell them that we believe in free speech and things like that, too. Just sometimes people don't agree, but um, oh, oh, it will eventually die down because Chinese love basketball. They really love it, you know? They like seeing giant black men running back and forth in court. But what would happen, okay, what would happen if it got to the point where I guess I should ask, do you think China would ever get to the point where they would say, we're ending this deal? We're ending this $1.5 billion deal? I don't think so. You don't think that the Chinese government... I, mean, I, I guess it depends on how NBA handle it. I think NBA, NBA will figure out ways to... Not necessarily satisfy both sides, but believe me, I don't think Chinese government would want to do that too because... You want to upset a lot of Chinese citizens too. They love basketball, you know. There's got to be some kind of way. We're not smart. They're right. We're not smart enough to figure out the solution. But they have to do something where both sides would try to save their faces and bring back NBA to China. You know, it's 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 a it's a money made to made on both sides, and it'll be interesting to see this. Even Trump is not saying shit. He's only attacking Steve Kerr. He's not going to attack Chinese on this one. Well, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out because people aren't going to forget, man. 
People are going to be bringing the free Hong Kong signs to games. I don't think people are going to forget this anytime soon. I think this is going to play out for a minute. I'll be very curious to see how it plays out. And, and I'll be honest, I think the Chinese are already sabotaging us. Did you see what happened to Anthony Davis's thumb? No. He got injured in China. Chinese conspiracy. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't, I didn't really follow any of the games over there. He got injured during one of the exhibition games. Yeah. How so, serious is the injury? Is it? It could be. He might be out for a minute. That's the thing, man. Which would suck to start the year. Don't you think, just like in NFL, when um, Dallas Cowboys, 49ers are good, it's good for the league? I agree. And NBA, it's always great when Celtics, Lakers, you know, like these franchise teams when they're good. It's good for the league. Nothing against Clippers, but you know, there's there, there's when these every league have four or five old school teams that people like, like Green Bay Packers being good, Cowboys, 49ers. I've said that forever. I I think especially when the big markets are good, it's good for the league. Yeah. It's like all- Giants being good. It's so sad what's going on DC with that. God, it just. It's fun when the Redskins are good too, you know. Like, when's the last time the Redskins were legitimately good? What is it? Twenty five, thirty years ago. I mean, have you seen since Daniel Schneider took over as the owner of the Redskins? I mean, he's he's like, what's his name for the Knicks? It's um, James Dolan. But see, that's my problem with these owners. These owners, I've never understood how you could be a businessman who made billions of dollars, and then you couldn't stand in front of a mirror and say, "Hey." Maybe I'm the problem in Washington. The the numbers don't lie. I don't think if you think like that, you became billion in the first place. It's because of their great confidence doing well. But that's the problem with a lot of players. But, but right? you can have confidence mm-hmm. if you're successful. If you're not successful at the time, you shouldn't have confidence. But Yoshi, that doesn't make any sense. If I'm Daniel Schneider, and I believe the the number is, look, let me give an example. A lot of the players ended up losing their most a lot of their monies, money. It's because they did really well in sports. They think they're good at everything. So they get into like nightclub business, restaurant, they lose most of their money. Just because you're good at one industry doesn't translate being well. Like Robert Kraft is very smart. Like he's whatever, however he made his money, he found very funny GM and the coach. Delegate. But some of these guys, their egos are so big, they think they could translate one success into another field, and I think that's a huge mistake. Like Dolan guy, did he inherit the team from his dad or something? Yeah, I'll be honest, I'm not 100% sure. Just like the Lakers, I mean, uh, Dr. Buzz, great businessman, engineer, made money about Lakers. By the way, I heard something interesting. Finish what? your point, sorry, about Dr. Buzz. And he was great. He, he was, I met him once because he showed up at one of the porn convention one year. Oh, he did? Yeah, he was there. He was, he was, he was pretty cool. Um, but... Just because you had a successful parent, you give the team away to their kids, that doesn't mean they translate really well. I heard something interesting from a few comics the other night. Yeah. Uh, so I was doing a show, and we were all talking about the Lakers, and we were, yeah. talk, we were talking about like the 80s Lakers. Yeah, incredible. Just how you know great they were as a, as a team. Franchise. And uh, I guess they had, and we were talking about you know all the parties and all the sex that was going on. Sure. And I guess... And Coke. Yeah, there was a room at the forum where the Lakers used to play. There was a room, there was like a sex room. 
which I couldn't stop laughing. Like Dr. Jerry Buss, apparently one of the comedians, uh, he has some family who who was a who was a. I'm not gonna say any names, but he was a major NBA star. One of his cousins, and this is hilarious. The Lakers had a room at the Forum. Yeah. For players to just have sex in like orgies before and after games. That's simply very believable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and this isn't like a far fetched tale because anything went in the eighties. Who was that play for Nets? Twelve, fifteen, sixteen years ago. He ended up murdering someone with a rifle. Jason Williams. Okay. I remember reading his book. It was interesting. Bef- before the game start, he'll look at the um, audi- um, w- all the fans are watching the game. And whenever he sees a pretty girl, he will send a water boy like a sign ball or some shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, why not? I don't. I, that's what I would do if I was an NBA player and. There's so many good-looking girls. Yeah. You know? yeah, but it's wild to think that the Lakers had an actual sex room at the forum. What do you? What do you? What's the over and under like? That seemed like a pretty believable. I think it's a pretty believable story. Just like Philadelphia Eagles used to have um, a prison, prison, at and the vet. a night court judge at the vet. <laughs> yeah, but but, that, but that's the thing. Like if you if you look into the Lakers dynasty of the 80s, and if you yeah. look into those teams, if you read, if anybody who knows anything about the history... I can't it, believe only Magic got HIV. But in Magic was going both ways. That's basically known at this point. Yeah. I mean, allegedly, as I look in the camera, I'm just saying, all signs point that the Magic was going both ways. It's astronomical getting in front of one woman. I, and, I, you know, I work in You worked porn, in the porn business. And I did a documentary called Pandemic covering HIV outbreak in 20 years ago. But, um, yeah, I'm not going to lie. I, when he announced HIV, yeah, I, sw- I think it's the only time I ever cried for athlete. You cried? I got teary, like, yeah. I yeah. didn't know Magic was gay. Like that's, That was my first reaction. I just thought, you know... People might get mad at me saying this, but like back in those days, whenever you heard somebody with HIV, you just automatically assumed they're gay. Yeah. This is like 90 or 91, remember? Yeah, I remember. I was Malone a- didn't want to play uh, him in, yeah. in the game with no magic playing. But Malone's trash, though. Things have changed, you know. Yeah, for the better, 100%. Well, let's talk some NFL, Yoshi. You're from Seattle. Yeah. You got to be liking how the Seahawks are playing. Yeah. Uh- Your defense isn't the best, but... Russell Wilson basically is a is a top M, top three MVP candidate in my opinion at this point. Right now, yeah, and I'm a little surprised. I, I didn't know what to expect this season. I really didn't. I I thought, well, 49ers. I'm not surprised because you have Kyle Shanahan, offensive genius, and the fact that Falcons are having problems. Like, yeah, you lose a talent like that, and uh, oh, what's his name? What's a um, what's a quarterback for 49ers? Um, Jimmy Garoppolo? Yeah. I like that kid. I knew he was going to have a good career because two year and a half ago he was fucking a porn star. Yeah, that, that yeah. that's always a good sign. But but you but you know what you know what I like <laughs> about them? You know what I like about the 49ers? It's always good when they're good. It, I agree. For the league. It's always good for the league when the 49ers are good. They have such rich tradition. Very smart franchise. But what the 49ers are doing, it, it's the same blueprint you're seeing that's always been successful. Smart, offensive uh, coach, coordinator, and a great quarterback. Well, he's not a great quarterback yet. Look, I wasn't actually going to say any of that. <laughs> they have a great defense. Yes. 
They get to the ball. They get to the quarterback. An elite pass rushing defense. And they run the damn ball. Yeah. Now, yesterday, the offense didn't run the ball as well against the Rams at home. But I'll tell you what, man. They can run the ball. What's great about Garoppolo, he fits the system. And he doesn't try to do too much. And Shanahan doesn't ask him to do too much. Right. If you watch the 49ers games, they know they have a killer fucking defense. Yes. That that front four, that front, if you even want to extend it to the front six, seven. And isn't one of their left tackles hurt? Yeah. Yeah. So that so I thought maybe they're going to have a problem. But, you know, you come down, look, you go anywhere on the road and win, it's a good win. And, the, and, and they and, killed him. And, and, yeah. and I'll pull up the box score here. Guys, they held Jared Goff to 76, or sorry, 78 yards, sacked him four times, he had a fumble. The Rams are a disaster right now. Yeah, yesterday um, I did a panel for LA Com- uh, Comic Con, so I went Saturday and Sunday, so I took a subway. It's funny, like, you have on one hand all the... It was all 49ers fans. All the football fans with their jerseys. And you have this cosplay comic people on the one side of the train, you know. Oh, so you had the the cosplay, and then you had the the sports fans together. Yeah, but that's the, pretty. Funny. But the same thing because there's a lot of fantasy football fan. That's fantasy. Cosplay is fantasy too. But yeah, there I am sitting there, uh, back of the train subway. Well, the Rams. I'm just gonna go ahead and say I know it's only six games in, and they're yeah. three and three. They are. They're fucked for the foreseeable future. Well, I think they're in trouble because they're in one of the best division. Don't you? Don't you agree? You but have not 49ers. just that. The the contracts. Oh yeah. You you know they gave guys they gave Gurley and Goff. I'm gonna keep harping on it. You know a guaranteed 155 million plus. Right. This is going to absolutely just. This is gonna be their albatross for the next few years. They are screwed with those deals. That's why I think you know. It pains me because they beat Seattle in the Super Bowl, but the New England Patriots, Bill Belichick, his dad was a football coach for Navy. He has a strong understanding of military, but he also studied econ in college. So the payrolls and the, uh, and the uh, um, why am I forgetting the word? Um, every team have... Um, salary cap? Salary cap. So... You know, he, I don't think he gets enough credit for paying attention to that. I think he does. I, I, I no, no, no. He's great. That's why I think I think um, he's amazing. Amazing. Um, I don't understand why they do so bad drafting wide receivers. Steelers are always good at picking uh, wide receiver. Like, he, but what wide receivers are the Patriots drafting? I don't remember them even really drafting wide receivers. Am I forgetting people? They just don't do well. I think that. that are you, I, I wait, don't wait, remember last time they picked. Are you kidding me? Look at Julian Edelman. Yes, but like in the last 20 years, it's more often than not, the people they pick is not that great, you know. Steelers are incredible. They, Wait, they, uh, Yoshi, I, I think I'm going to disagree with you on this one. I, I don't know the, what wide receivers have the Patriots been drafting. That have been great? But I don't think they're even drafting receivers. Julian Edelman's been amazing. Amazing. They, they've always, I think they've always had to try to get them in the free agency. Uh, well. But that's my point. They're not drafting receivers. Bill Belichick's smart. He he builds what Belichick does for the blueprint for his team, which more teams should do, is he builds the the important things, the offensive and defensive line, get a good base, yeah, and then build around that. I mean, 
He loves tight ends too. It, that's his. That's his thing. Well, that's actually a weak pot, a weak spot for them this year. This but, year. But look how great the Patriots' defense is again this year. I mean, don't be surprised if Gronk come back like last three or four weeks of the year. He's lo- now. You know, I saw him. He's on Fox now. You don't think he want to come back? I don't think he'll come back. You can see he's lost a lot of weight. Yeah, he's a lot leaner. He's not as ripped and as big. But you know, you know who who is is surprising people? Buffalo. They're de- they, You know their offense isn't anything, but god damn, they have a great defense, defense this year. They're big favorites. I'm a little scared. But don't you think Patriots have still have better defense than uh, Buffalo? Well, obviously it's the Patriots. And at the end of the day, I would take them. But but the Bills I saw were an early, and I'm sure this has changed. They were like an early 17 point favorite against the Dolphins at home this week. Yeah. When is the last time you heard that? Think about that, everybody. When is the last time you heard the phrase, the Buffalo Bills are 17-point favorites? That not only shows that they have a great defense, but it also shows how bad the Dolphins are. God, you probably have to go back to Jim Kelly or something, right? Right? Thurman yeah. Thomas? Is that, am I, am I the, is that Thur- the name right? Yeah, Thur- Thurman Thomas, I Got mean, him. it's it's a big line. Yeah, it's 17 right now. Wow. It's the biggest line of the week. It's, it's a absolutely... That's me- still a lot, don't you think? 17? That, that's awfully a lot. Would you touch that spread? Uh, probably not. It's a big line. Who do you think wins the NFC West? I, I'll tell you what, right now I really, and I know it's a bandwagon thing to hop on, I really like the 49ers. For all the things I just said, like if you have a defense and you can run the ball. Yeah. I don't know. I, I guess I'll see when they play the Seahawks. I'm out on the Rams. I'm out. I'm calling it. I'm done, though. I'm out for them winning the division this year. I just, I just don't see them recovering. I mean, isn't that the traditional... Traditionally, what happened, like, the, the the losing team does not do very well following year. Yeah, from the Super Bowl. And and chances are you got in Super Bowl because you made some salary cap mistake. Because, man, I don't know. Gurley, if he was healthy, he's worth it. He's done. Yeah. He's, like, he's done, guys. I mean, he's done. He missed this week. That wasn't even his knee. That was his quad. He's done. I hate to say it sucks. It absolutely sucks. That's why Belichick's so great. He cut people before. You know, he's like a year or two ahead. He'll get rid of players, you know. Yeah. And if he had a chance, he probably got rid of Tom by now, I think. You think he I would... don't think he wanted to trade Garofalo. I think that was a... Janine Garofalo. No, no, I mean... No. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't want to get rid of Janine Garofalo. No, the... Um, Garofalo. Yeah. But... I guess Tom might be one of those exceptions to the rule because Jesus Christ, he is a freak of nature, man. I don't. Yeah, I, yeah but Brady, Brady's more. Look, dude. Granted, they changed the rules too. So. And it's also he fits that system. Yeah. Come on, Yoshi. Like Brady's not throwing. The argument is Brady's not throwing the dimes. Nothing against Brady, but he's not throwing those dimes down the field that Patrick Mahomes or Russell Wilson is or Deshaun Watson. He's not throwing those long, deep passes. He's just not. I don't think he's going to make dumb mistakes either. And, and I agree. And that's yeah. what makes Tom Brady so great. Great. 
That's what makes him great. And if you look at the NFL landscape now, that's the big thing, guys. The big, the big thing now with quarterbacks is they're not turning the ball over. You look at guys like Jameis Winston, six turnovers yesterday. Can I ask you something? What? The whole idea of sending teams to England's idea is we want new fans, right? Yeah. Why are they sending these shitty teams playing over there? Uh, it doesn't sound like it really helped them. They sell out every game, man. Yeah, no, but that's a that's a different issue. Those are. It's like. It's like Hollywood people preaching to a liberal fan base. You're you're speak you're speaking to a choir. The whole idea is trying to convert people who are not interested in NFL football get to become fans. fans. Those are like expat living over there. If you want to get a new fan base, you have to send really good teams, stars over there. Do you understand what I'm saying here? Well, I, I know the Patriots. Selling out the stadium doesn't mean anything to me personally. Well, the Rams are going there this year. But is, is, Patriots, that a, is that going to be a good game, you think? I, I don't know. It's the rams Bengals, so it probably won't be. But the the Patriots have played there a few times. The Bears just played there. I mean, these are big market cities: Los Angeles, Chicago. New England's a good game, but like a lot of the game you see in London, it's, it doesn't seem like a great game to me. Because games. they're sending the shit teams. They shouldn't do that. Hold on. Well, well, you know why they're doing that? They're taking away a home game from teams that don't have a good fan base here in America. That's what they're doing. They should every good they, point. Every Chargers game should be over there. I did you? I mean that that, that game last night. It, like LA, LA's football situation is such a disaster, and I want to talk about it. Yeah, I feel bad for Char- uh, Chargers fans in San Diego. They, they don't want to support a team. They're not mad at the team. They're mad at the ownership. That stadium was eighty percent terrible towels last night, and if you if you watched the Rams Forty yeah. ers game. It was the same thing. It was all red in the Coliseum. Like, the L.A. football situation, is it's embarrassing. And you know what I think happened? The NFL just waited too long. They did. So what I think happened is you had a 20-year gap, a 20-plus-year gap with no teams. And I think they thought that fans would come back. And they thought wrong because the Rams are now in their... They're the fourth season, right? Yeah. The Rams made it to the Super Bowl last year. They made it to the Super Bowl. Fans still haven't come back. And Do you I think th- it would have been better if the Ra- Raiders were returned? A hundred percent. I think so, too. A hundred percent. I think Raiders are... The, the NFL could not have miscalculated this more. They should have brought back the Raiders. Look, every Mexican in the fucking city is still walking Raiders gear. Yeah. And you know why, right? Why? Uh, I read that, that the reason why uh, Mexicans like uh, Cowboys and Raiders because whatever the TV programming in Mexico, they show mostly Raiders and Cowboys games. Interesting. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. But the NFL, they, they completely fucked it up, guys. And that, that, But the, the thing is, NFL is so popular... NFL make money despite these asshole owners and this. Uh, no, uh, I I agree, commissioner. Because people, are, I am too addicted to the NFL. No, 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 I am of course. Trust me, I, I was losing my mind. My NFL Sunday ticket, like oh, that's m- right, millions of other people in America yesterday. It didn't work for three fourths of the first set of games yesterday. I'm sitting here with two TVs, just going, "What the fuck do I do?" Uh but my point is this, Yoshi. Yeah. They're going to make money, and, and obviously it's not hurting their bottom line. But 
it's not a good look. It's just not a good look when you put on the Rams game and the whole stadium is 49ers fans. No. Then later that night, you put on a Chargers game and 80% of the fans in that stadium are waving terrible towels. It's not a good look when you're then moving into a new stadium. And I agree. They should have moved the Raiders, and the NFL waited too long. Because what, here's what you have in L.A. You have fans like me. Guys who root for the Rams but are, like, new fans. So, like, they're not. the truth is I'm not, like, diehard Rams fan. Like, Prano's giving me shit. Other people have given me shit. Give me shit all you want, but that's the truth. They just moved here four years ago. Do I go to games? Do I support the team? Do I watch games? Yeah, but I'm not diehard. But, you know, the NFL commissioner does not answer to American people. They answer to that 30. How many teams are there in the NFL? 30 or 32? 32. He answered to them, so... There's no incentive trying to please the public. No, I agree. But they want to have a fucking multi-billion-dollar stadium, so they got it, you know. And if they start winning in a year or two, then you know, but, LA but, fans but, tend to be bandwagonish. But you but, know? but I already said that they're not ban- they're not hopping on the bandwagon. Yeah. The Rams went to the Super Bowl last year. The Rams have made the playoffs two years in a row. The Chargers went twelve and four last year. No one's hopping on the bandwagon. That's my point. Both those teams were great. Well, it's too late now, you know. And now both those teams are, are they're going to be here. Yeah, they're going south. I don't know, man. It's it's. I just feel bad for Charger fans. You could make some ar- argument for historical reason why Rams should come back to LA. I could kind of see that, but the Chargers thing is just disaster. For, I feel bad for Philip Rivers because he doesn't have home games. Yeah, if you've been technical about it, I agree. I've said that about their whole team. I I I have empathy. I hundred percent have empathy. That team should have the, gotten at least one Super Bowl, and they're not going to now. But that's you know? on. But who's that on? Yeah, it's not the players' fault. But it is. Look at if you look at Philip Rivers. Yeah, he hasn't had good playoffs. No, it, they showed an interesting stat last night during Sunday Night Football. He's the only quarterback to start two hundred games for a franchise and not make it to the Super Bowl in the history of the league. Yeah, he's the only quarterback to do that. Well, he's. Busy making kids too. <laughs> yeah, I think he has eight kids. Eight or nine kids or something. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's 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 interesting how it'll play out. You know how I'm really enjoying watching Deshaun Watson. Yeah. He's in my MVP conversation for sure. God damn it. The first year he was playing, I had him fantasy football. I fly back from Europe and one of my friends said, Hey, I have a couple of extra quarterback. What are you talking about? Then of course I check the fucker get hurt in <laughs> in a practice. And I think at that point I was uh, I didn't even lose a game so far in fantasy. Of course, it, it was disaster the rest of the way. But yeah, there's um, he's fun to watch. He's fun, and he's electric. Mahomes is fun to watch, and um, Mahomes is hurt right now. Yeah, and it's obvious if you watch the Chiefs Texans game yesterday. That is the one game that I was at least able to watch the full game with. Because week before, one of his teammates ran into him, didn't he? Well, yeah, and and he's got a he's got a messed up ankle. And you can see, I think he's only completing 62% of his passes this year, which is very low for Mahomes. He's clearly hobbled. Uh, You know, Watson had a couple picks yesterday, but Watson outplayed him. Mahomes is injured. They've lost now two in a row. If I'm a Kansas City Chiefs fan, I'm worried. Not only did they lose two in a row, they lost back-to-back games at home. But you know, ironically, maybe this is what they needed. If they're undefeated, they're going to be so much pressure to beat the Patriots. Maybe... Maybe they'd be better off not having pressure because. But nobody thought the page. Nobody thought the Chiefs were going undefeated. No, but they thought maybe they were still be in the first 
place position. Okay, fair uh, enough. Who, who knows? It might surprise, like, they might go to a fucking New England, beat those guys in playoff. You never know. Yeah, I agree. And I'm very happy with Coach. That, that, this is a terrific story. It's almost like a Hollywood movie. With the Colts? Yeah, the, 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 the you know, luck leaving. You think they're done. And I love that coach, man. He said, like, okay. Frank Reich is good. He's a good coach. A great coach. Old school, no bullshit. It's just like anybody else got hurt or not playing for them anymore. We're, we're going to go back to work Monday morning. And yeah, that was a terrific win. That was really fun. That fucking offensive line, look. They were beating the defense, man. That was a really fun game. Well, they're badasses. Quentin Nelson's a badass. The, the, the whole line. Why they couldn't have worked on offensive line years ago to help Luck, I have no idea the stupid fucking But that's my GM. point, what I was saying earlier. L- look at how a lot of these teams are doing it. You build it with... you. Like, I don't... This isn't brain science. I, I don't know why this has been so difficult. You build it with your offensive and defensive line, and then you go from there. I agree. Do you, I, do, I, do, I'm, I'm a big beef guy. I Put me those uh, athletic... Big guys. Sounded so gay. I'm a big beef guy. Well, I want those big guys protecting the quarterback, and I like those defensive players too because if you can't protect your quarterback. I agree. Uh, it's just – I, I don't care. Do you remember – Quarterback is more important than GM and the owner of that team. I agree. The co- you, it's the most important guy, and if you're not protecting that place – po- Look at the Browns right now. Look at the Cleveland Browns, guys. Sorry, I got to go to the bathroom. Okay. You go, you go to the bathroom, Yoshi. The Cleveland Browns – right now, have no offensive line. Nothing at all. Baker Mayfield is getting absolutely destroyed. Now, is he making a lot of bad interceptions? Yeah. Are they dropping also a lot of passes which are causing interceptions? Yeah. But the Browns are a prime example. The Bucks are a prime example. They have no offensive line. When the Jacksonville Jaguars had their first ever pick, they took an offensive lineman. And I think that was... A smart move. They took Tony Baselli when they had the first ever pick. They took Baselli in their expansion draft number one pick. I don't know. Quarterbacks are important, but you got to build that line. Isn't that true, Aaron? 100%. I think. Anybody say anything in the comment section? I know we got some. A lot of people are excited to say uh, good to see Yoshi back. We also got a uh, Yellow Lives Matter shout out. All right, Yoshi's grabbing a beer. You're going to need a bottle opener, Yosh. It's up top. It's up top. It's on the counter. On the counter. He's a little... He can't... No, those are scissors. That's a bottle opener. Here's the thing about Yoshi. Yoshi is... Yoshi started pounding beers 10 a.m. This guy doesn't mess around. 10 a.m. on a Monday. What did I miss? You even got a shout-out from Mark Ruther saying good to see Yoshi back. Oh, my brother's watching. Give you a shout-out. No, but remember uh, Riskins when they had, they called them hugs, the offensive line? That, those yeah. guys were great, you know? So you could find talents in later in first round or second round with quarterbacks, you know? Because you're right, it, it is a crapshoot. But big athletic guy protecting the line, maybe that's the way to go, you know? Yeah. But Well, guys, we're going to get to some calls. We haven't done calls in such a long time. I'd like to get to some calls. Before we do that, I want to remind everybody that if you're going to go see any NFL games this year, college football, any sports, you name it, get those tickets on SeatGeek. 
the official ticket app of the Dirty Sports Podcast. If you take a quick look at the app, you're going to see how many amazing reviews it has. It has over 50,000 five-star reviews. Talk about customer satisfaction. SeatGeek pulls together millions of tickets from all over the web, and then it rates it on a scale of 1 to 10. And what I love about SeatGeek is you can see exactly where you're going to sit before you even show up to the stadium, theater, concert hall, you name it. It will give you an inside look into that. SeatGeek will even give you $10 off on your first SeatGeek purchase. All you need to do is use our promo code. So download the SeatGeek app and use promo code DIRTY today for $10 off on your first purchase. That's promo code DIRTY for $10 off on your first purchase. I know this is a very gay thing to say, but I, I watch a lot of theaters in New York. It's not gay. SeatGeek, they're great. Yeah. Not just for sports, but you could buy music tickets. But uh, if you want to see Broadway shows, they're fantastic too. Yeah, there's times I couldn't get a ticket, and they were a nice way to get a discounted ticket. So, oh, also, are you are we are we pressed for time? No. What's up? Remember that picture I show you that place in New York? You you're one of the two people who got it. You want to? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> because that that was like a big travel in the last couple of years for me. So I show you a picture of maybe you could put it on later on. So you showed me a picture of a building, and it just has the initials JE. Yeah, and I, I give you one hint. It's in New York, and you're the one of the two people who actually got it. No, nobody got it. And he said, it's in New York. What do you think this is for? And I said, Jeffrey Epstein. And I'm- of course, you're right. I, I went to his house. 971st East, New York, New York. So people can go to Jeffrey Epstein's house now? I mean, you can't walk in, but it's the main building, and that's where all that shit happened in New York City. You know, Bill Gates hang out there, and all this prominent. Well, I people. saw the New yeah. York the New York Times did a did a big expose. Yeah, saying how Bill Gates continued to hang out with them, even though he was, you know, already listed as a sexual predator. Right. The best way when you're accused of fucking kids is to be very generous with money, donate money to art, museum, and scientists and colleges and things like that. So this is very similar to the NBA. Even if you're behave, misbehaving terribly, if you give money to right people, they have no choice to say nice things about you. And enough so-called credible people are saying nice things about you. It's almost like you're expunging your bad reputation, you know? What do you think? You think he was 100% murdered, right? I don't know. I don't know any of it. Come on. Because... Come on, Yoshi. I'm not a very... I'm not really a conspiracy guy, so um, I just know that... Come on. He was 100% murdered in prison. I don't know. Because I Yoshi, I, I have a faith in U.S. government's incompetence, you know? So sometimes, I'm not saying it is, it isn't, but I, you cannot believe how incompetent the U.S. government too. But that's not the reason why I bring Epstein, because this is something I've been talking about um, my stand-up. It's a show called Adult Content. It's adult content because subject matters is a lot of my years in adult business, but it's also about adult being content, being happy, you know. So you're playing on the words. Yeah, because I I tried to figure out why. I think some people watch a lot of porn because they're unhappy, you know. Yeah. Okay. But Epstein is such a fascinating character. Really interesting to me, and. Um, you know, last 20, 21 years, I've been in part of adult business. I meet a lot of interesting people, right? But I meet a lot of rich people who 
initially when I'm introduced to super, I'm not talking about some, you want, you own a couple million dollars. I'm talking fuck you money, you know, billionaires and like half a billion, super fucking rich people. When I'm introduced to them, they see through me because I have no money and I'm not famous. However, soon as one of my friends, either they're rich or famous, tell these super rich people that work in the dope business, then they start talking to me, right? Always, always. Why is that? Why why is there the, the, the rich who doesn't want to talk to me, but all of a sudden, I happen to know a lot about sex business, sex tourism, and porn. They were willing to talk to me. You know what I came to conclusion? And Epstein's a very interesting guy because of this. White people in general, I mean, uh, rich people in general, are terrible at fucking. They're really, really bad. And they're really... <laughs> They're really bad at sex. This is a great hot take. So you think? So you think rich people? Let me give you an example. Okay. When Jeff Bezos, the richest man in the world, got caught cheating on his wife, sixteen. Have you read them? They are lame. I didn't read them. They're just so just terrible. Like your billionaire genius, creative, changing the industry have a huge impact on the planet Earth, right? Amazon's everywhere. Yeah. When it comes to sex and cheating on his wife, horrendous. He is just fucking useless. Yeah. Um, Robert Kraft, multi-billionaire, owned one of the greatest fr- uh, sports franchise. He got cut in a jack-off place, Asian massage parlor where my grandmother worked. <laughs> You have so much money, you could have people come to you, but you went twice on the day the Patriot playing Kansas's chief, and he's getting hand job, and he thinks the girl is in love with it. He is good at making billion-dollar business transaction. I think he might be a lawyer, smart guy. When it comes to sex, he is a, a literally a jerk-off, you know? And second time, he got, like, um, a blowjob and a hand job or something, like you know? Just fucking terrible. Yeah. Cannot read women and things like that. The British royal family, when they're cheating on their spouses, just terrible and uncreative. Time after time, I ha- I believe this is a Yoshi's theory on this. Um, people usually with a terrible credit are good at fucking. People with a super good credit score tend to not to be good at fucking. So, so, so let me let me super rich are terrible at fucking. And you know why? Here's my reasoning why I think the super rich are really terrible at fucking. My theory is these mega rich people, probably every owner of a sports franchise and all the billionaires overseas, it's because they use their creativity, their talent, education in fucking the whole world up. They have no space for actual fucking. Every terrible things in this world, whether incoming quality with rich and poor, it's because these rich people are fucking up the whole environment, the workplace, you know what I mean? Like, they're fucking up so many things. They don't have a space actually fucking in sex. That's yeah. my theory. It's a great theory. And I, every time I say, in, 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 whether in Cleveland, what that, they kind of agree with me. These, because they can't get proper orgasm, only way they get orgasm is bring misery to the world. So they're fucking up environment, workplaces, women's issue, you know? Weinsteins. So they're fucking. Epstein. Anything with. E-I-N in the last of it. They're fucking everything except themselves. Actual fucking because they don't know how to fuck. That's why. 
Hitler and Napoleon, they all had a sexual problems. Uh, I went to Greeley, Colorado, uh, Saeed Khatib, the father of terrorism. He learned to hate America because he was uh, uh, living in that uh, Colorado. And they went back. Every one of these terrorist guys have a sex problems. It comes down to that. If you have a good sex life, chances are you, you, you're not... You're not there to fucking up the whole world. Well, you're not angry. It goes you're not angry. Well, Joker, not having girlfriend. Yeah. Well, it goes back to, you know, Prano and I always say this. Yeah. It goes back to, and he's the first one that brought me onto this. So shout out to Prano for this. And I, and I think there's so much validity to this. The theory that if prostitution is legal in America, it would drastically cut down shootings. Shootings and 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 guys will not be in bad marriages because they think that's the only way to get sex, you know. And we have a we don't have a very honest conversation about sex in this country. But you know what's even dirtier than sex? Money. Yeah. I remember. I don't know how many times I talked to a porn star. Like they're doing double anal, or triple anal scenes, and <laughs> I'll ask like. How much money are you making? Oh my God, that's personal. Personal? I just saw your gaping asshole have two or three dicks in your asshole. But as soon as we talk about money, that you're uncomfortable because money is the most taboo subject. Absolutely. Porn people don't even want to... People come on their face. They're okay with it. But as soon as you talk about money, they can talk about it. NBA, they don't want to talk about it. Why? Because, it's once again, going back, money. Money is what keeps people... Motivate working and keeping their goddamn mouth shut. That's why it's called one percent, Andy. Not it's called one. They're called one percent because they only have one percenters. No, they only have one percent humanity left to them. Ah, I mean, rich people are not happy just being rich. They have to see other people deprived and not having money. Yeah, because I meet so many fucking rich motherfuckers through porn and stuff, you know. And I'm not talking about some lawyer work all their life being honest you, or you have a business may you're not yeah hold on let me have five two three million dollars uh, yeah, i'm about, not talking about that. i'm talking billions of dollars and these people have to fuck people to get their dick hard it's an interesting theory and i get what you're saying you're not talking about the multi-millionaire you're talking no. about like you're saying fuck money and fuck you money i'm gonna fuck you yeah you're talking next level yeah rich that's why all this asshole that own teams like cleveland browns and pittsburgh and these Cities in America, good people live in those cities, and business people destroy their uh, work, factories going out of their way. One decent thing you could do for those fans or give them a good team, they don't even have that. They're getting fucked financially, and they're getting fucked with the team that they, they love. You know what I mean? Like, I travel a lot in the country, and like, you feel for them. Like, like haven't they getting fucked over enough? Yeah. No jobs, and their team sucks. Of course they're going to be upset. Sure. No, I agree, man. But I, every time I say that on stand-up, so you, so they, they, they love that because they, 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 they agree with me. So you have like a whole... Uh, Sex and money thing. Amazing. Dude, let's get to some calls, Yosh. Let's throw on the headphones. Is, 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 is this like um, live phone calls? No. Oh, okay. The messages, right? By the way, I'm not an expert, so my opinion is probably not right. No. Uh, we love hearing your opinion. And, and I'll tell you what. This is... Uh, uh huh. I think it's time we bring it back, Yoshi. Remember? <laughs> Why do you use the Asian letters? I hate that. Why do I use what? Ask Yoshi those letter uh, letter styles. <laughs> oh, you're talking about to the fund, Asian fund. I don't create that, man. I I I, you, <laughs> I, I have somebody else who does that. Jeez. Remember, remember this song? Let's uh, let's bring it back, oh, guys. Oh God. 
Yes. Time for my favorite segment. Ask Yoshi. <laughs> What's your grandfather doing? Uh, um, uh, <laughs> What's your grandfather doing vo- uh, voice work for um, those racist Disney films? Remember that? They would make J- Japs look so terrible. Oh, dude. Duffy they, Duck is fighting Japs. Or, bro, they used yeah. to make... If anybody hasn't seen it, if you go back yet, yeah, old Disney films, and see how they depicted Japanese, oh my God, they made it so bad. I was mad when they fired Shane Gillis. Not just fellow comedians, but like, I listened to that shit like, I clearly he was joking. And he said chinks, you know? My problem was, he wasn't racist, racist enough for me. Yeah, but Yoshi, it's, it's a different, I don't know. Like, that's a whole discussion I don't think we have the time to get into, but like... I, I don't know. I, I just I, NBC prevented Ronan Farrow from talking about um, Weinstein raping all those women. They're okay with it, but some guys saying chinks, and them, I, it doesn't bother me. Look, I'm not gonna. Again, you're highlighting hypocrisy. I'm not gonna disagree with the hypocrisy. It, it, it's 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 everywhere. That's why. That's why. Like I go on record. I can't say it enough. I am a giant hypocrite. I know it. Yeah. Like I own it. Yeah. But I also don't preach. Like, I don't preach like I'm better. Yeah. All right. Let's get let's get to some calls here for Yoshi. Yes, sir. Hey, it's Stanga, long-time caller, first-time listener. <coughs> Question is for Yoshi. Uh, is it true that between all the radiation of Japan and Chernobyl uh, that Yoshi glows so much at night? And now he and the Great Wall of China are the only two visible man-made objects from space. Uh, that's all I have for now. Condoms are for homeless people riding bikes. Hopefully Yoshi didn't hit any today. Stay dirty. It's funny you say that real quick before you answer the question, Yoshi. Yoshi called me and he goes, I'm here. I'm standing right where I hit that guy on his bicycle. Yeah. Whatever happened with that, by the way? I, I went to the police. Remember that, that story? Remember? <laughs> they, I, I, Andy, I still don't know how police knew about it. I don't know either. It's not like that guy, quote unquote, I hit, had my contact information. I don't know if he did or not, but somehow they knew. So I was nervous, and I went to the interview, and the guy was supposed to meet. He had a family emergency or something, so I had a different guy. I, I was honest completely, like, you know, I told them that nothing ever came out of it. They never contact me after that. All time great, dirty sports story. What was that? A couple years ago? Yeah, but I was so lucky you were there because it's always it's always good to have clean cut, good looking white guy as a friend. <laughs> because if it, if it was, if it was a black guy in my room, I know I would have got arrested. Yeah, I agree. Having a white guy as a friend always it's a good credit report. You know what I mean? Like if yeah. you get in trouble in public. Like I'm, I'm being completely honest. No, here. I know. Um, I agree. Now, if I was with Adam Richman or something, sweaty Jew or something like that, it would have been bad. <laughs> it would have been bad. But clean cut, waspy looking white guy, always great. And man, you were cool. Like you just didn't buy into the homeless guy. Like, what does it hurt? Well, well, you were like motherfucker. What, what does it hurt? I was nervous. Like I'm going to jail. Well, well you know why? It's because I'm used to it. So like. That street used to having Asians hitting other people and you protect you protecting them. Well, 
Well, Yoshi, I'm not. No, I'm not used to somebody hitting somebody in their car. I didn't hit them. Okay, I know. I don't want to get technical. I moved left, and he ran into my car. <laughs> I know I'm being a little technical, but I did not hit a person. All right, do you remember? I turned left so we could drive into a parking lot, and he ran into it. Oh. I should have done better job turning left. I'm just. I'm being a little technical. Well, well, yeah. So, so you didn't hit him. You hit his bike, and he flew off his bike. Yes. I mean, but yeah, Yoshi. I see. I just see these people all the time. And, yeah. And I, you got to remember, dude. I've lived. I've lived in this unit now. Yeah. For almost ten years. Yeah. So I'm just so desensitized by homeless people in general, uh, and especially with like if they ever talk shit to me. Yeah. I'm probably a little too loose with my words. Yeah. And kind of my my swagger, yeah. so to speak. Like I'm gonna get stabbed one day. But yeah. Oh, that guy was so full of shit. I still don't know how they found you. I don't know. I don't. I, that's why I'm kind of curious. By the way, talking about homeless in uh, New York City, some guy murdered four homeless guys. Jesus. They caught him, Latin guy. That's but you like, know what was even shocker? That's like some. That's like some shit you'd see out of uh, American Psycho. Yeah. But here's the weird part. One of the guys that they killed was Asian homeless guy. That's really weird. You don't see Asian homeless people because we know origami. You could make a big box and make a home out of them. <laughs> But that's really weird when I see Asian person. To me, why black Latino be homeless? Like kind of natural. But Asians, <laughs> like uh, we, that's weird. It is weird. I will say it's true. That's really weird. You never see Asian homeless people in Los you Angeles. You must be so mentally ill, and you disillusion your family because no matter what, that the with Asian people, it's not that we're kind. We're not. We're the least kind group of people, I think, and we're most racist, I think. But if you have one of your family being homeless, it looks it may, looks the whole family look bad. That's why you don't want to see them homeless. It, it, it saves your family. Yeah, that's <laughs> why. But oh, but Asian people are fucking cold as fuck, man. Oh yeah, I, trust me. I I mean, so that was really weird. They're moving South Park from an entire country. You guys are cold blooded. Okay, this next question. Oh, but 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 radiation thing. I don't know why yeah. I'm so tall because uh, all, everyone in my family is pretty short except for me. Yeah. You are tall for an Asian guy. Six one, yeah. Yeah. Radiation. This next question is not particularly for you, but uh, yeah. I think it's fitting because your people do love to do this. Oh no. My people. All right, what up? It's Joe from Oregon State, uh, Beavers Dirt Ball. <laughs> I wanted to ask you guys, what is you guys' go to number one? karaoke song at a bar love the podcast uh keep on keeping on and uh condoms are for kobe pants fuck you guys thank you i think that's a great question because why and you have to answer this for me why do japanese people and asian people love karaoke so much why are there so many karaoke bars in your countries let me can i give you uh first of all we well, it's a Japanese word, but it's called karaoke. Karaoke? <laughs> karaoke? Karaoke. Uh, kara is the same root as karate. Karaoke? Karaoke. Karaoke. Karaoke? Yeah. Karate means, te means hand. Okay. Kara means empty. So okay. hands, empty hands, you're fighting without a weapon. That's what karate means. Okay. Karate. Karaoke means empty symphony. So that means like you're performing without any sort of mystical instrument behind you. Ah. That's what it means. Now, 
I think I, I, it's very popular over there because a lot of people. Well, okay, so Japanese have a reputation being like, what what is that the stereotypical thing they used to say? Like they're shady, crafty, on and on, right? Like you could never get a straight answer from us. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, we have a reputation like that, and um, it's because it's because we don't want. Okay, let me give you an example. Andy, if you're living in Japan and if your grandmother have a cancer, they will never tell the patient that they have cancer. They'll tell the family. They'll never tell the patient that they're dying from cancer because that would be very upsetting and it's going to hurt their feelings. So you take that truth away from that person and give it to somebody else. Only time Japanese people are allowed to say the truth is when they're drunk. Because you have a way to protect yourself. Like if you end up saying something negative to your boss, something that you don't want to tell them, Yeah. the recourse is, I'm sorry I was drunk. Yeah. That's the only time you could tell. It's like, like alcohol, true serum. Karaoke, that shit is the situation where you drink a lot. It's kind of festive. And most Asians are not very outgoing. Yeah. So karaoke kind of help you do that. You, you know, without that shit, I don't think they could just go up and start singing. I gotcha. It's it's because most Asian people think to be socially awkward and, and then keep their opinion to themselves, you know. There's some great karaoke bars in L.A. I hate those things. So I never do them. Yeah, I'm not a big fan. I uh, To answer his question. Um, Which songs do you like? I, I like Backstreet Boys. Do you? Uh, a little. You looked apart. A little, you know, a little I want it back my way. Yeah. Uh, like that's an easy go to, but but I was at a karaoke bar recently. Yeah, girls love them. Yes, after a show just two weeks ago, um, and I did not sing. The girls all sang. Yeah, uh, the popular one here in Santa Monica, Gaslight. So I'm I'm not big. I've never been big on it. Um, so. I'm I'm too fucking uptight. Yeah. You should see for what it is. It's a social gathering. It should be fun. Yeah. But I'm not a fun guy. I will say something wrong that people get upset, you know. I, f- I feel like Aaron, he's he's grinning over there. Yeah, it's just funny to hear you guys say you don't like karaoke. I fucking love karaoke. Yeah, you, I go I go all out with it. You you look you seem like sunny disposition. Look like a fun nice guy. I'm not. I'm surprised you don't like it because well, you look like a well, center of the party. Well, no, I. But here's the thing. It is interesting. It's not that I don't like it. I, I go to karaoke bars like I'll go a fair amount. Yeah, I just for some it's weird. I I've never really been into singing. So, so like I'll yeah. go like I went a couple. Can you weeks, sing though? No. Yeah, that's the thing. But but I I went I a couple weeks ago. I stayed till they closed. My point is, when people say, "Hey, we're going to karaoke bar tonight." I'm not going to say no. I'll be like, "Yeah, dude, I'll go hang out." And then to answer his question, uh, my go-to karaoke song would have to be. Don't stop believing by Journey. Oh, that's that, great. That's so hack. And then that, uh, that's about as hack as me doing Backstreet Boys. But that's that's fun song. But that's fun, yeah. I, that's, a fun you that's get about the, as hack as me doing Backstreet Boys. But I love the karaoke songs where you get the energy of the entire bar to yeah. join you. You know, so like another one is always a uh, Sweet Caroline. Partially probably because I'm a Boston Red Sox. That's you know, fun. Homer. But it's another fun one where the whole bar joins you and they love it. And then also Africa by Toto. Re- I'm old and I'm not fun guy to hang out with, to be honest. That's not for me, you know. 
But if I could sing, I would love to sing Talking Heads. Um, they, this must be the place. Okay, they I should add a little car- They should add a karaoke bar in uh, Chernobyl. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, sorry. One more. One more. Faces. One more. All the small things. Blink One Eighty Two. All right, I'm done. Okay, of course, of course, his generation. These are nice questions. Yeah, Th- yeah. Nothing mean. Yeah, yeah. Let's do. Uh, let's do one more rant. I feel bad. This is from a couple weeks ago. This is from a Browns fan. And this will be our last call. God, they pissed me off. Oh, this poor... Listen to this kid. This is after they lost the 49ers. No, but can I tell you something? I had nine-game parlay. I had everything except for that Browns game week one. I had another ticket. You had a nine-game parlay. What would, what would the payout have been? It was in Euro, but that must have been like four or 500. But get this. That's it? I didn't put a lot to begin with. You put $3 on it? Second ticket, I had a 10-game parlay. I had everything except, once again, fucking Cleveland game. But the part that really upset me, I had a 19-game parlay. I had everything. It's a combination of Premier League, maybe baseball, and NFL. I had everything except the fucking Browns games. All three tickets. I swear, nobody listened to me. Nobody listened to me. All you motherfuckers can come at me. You guys should listen to me more. What? Week one, did you say don't bet on the uh, Browns? No, what I said was they're not going to be what everybody thinks they are. I w- I, yeah, I wish I would have listened to you. I, I've been saying that since March as someone from Ohio. But they they were playing against Tennessee, so I don't understand. Well, look, they can turn it around for the record. They're 2-4. and four. But they're they're going, their next game is the Patriots. That's an L. Yes. Who knows? Maybe they shock people and they beat the Patriots. But let's say they don't. They go 2-5. and five. Are the Browns really bouncing back from two and five? They could to make the playoffs, but guys, you guys gotta remember, you don't just turn a franchise overnight. You just don't. And I was suspect of the the hiring of Freddie Kitchens from the start. It's showing they're the most penalized team in the game. I, I, I don't know what people want. And Baker Mayfield's not having a good year. He's having a bad year. He can bounce back too. He's got talent around him, but it's not looking good. And let's hear from a Browns fan losing his mind. Hey, Dirty Sports. Uh, it's a Baker Mayfield and Browns fan. And I am very frustrated with Freddie Kitchens. The fact that Baker Mayfield, who is a gunslinger throughout college's rookie year, is doing shotgun draws in this rate option RPO bullshit is so aggravating. Oh, my God. He threw the ball 22 times tonight when he's got the best wide receiving core in the whole NFL. Josie Bursette threw the ball 29 times in this week's game against the Chiefs. And everyone watched the fourth quarter where they were just pounding it to Marlon Mack. How does Freddie Kitchens not draw something up to either buy Baker time or have him throw the ball downfield and find either Jarvis Landry or Odell Beckham? Oh, yeah. Or, mm, mm, uh. Is he masturbating? Also, his ball security is just so bad. <laughs> mm, like, uh, uh. I know his O-line sucks, but get it out fast. Rogers has been doing it for years with the bad O-line. Kitchens is so bad, and he put Odell out on a punt. All right, so so I, I, I wanted to get to the gist of that. Here's my thing, my friend. Kind of like to reiterate what I said. I agree. Freddie Kitchens is a disaster, but... It's not just the coach. Your whole organization is a disaster. And we see this all the time in sports where everybody's ready to jump on a train too early. 
And again, the Browns could write the ship this year. I'm not one of those like, they're done, they're done. I don't think they're going to write the ship, but they could. You know, Andy, before the season started, there's so many um, gamblers putting money, Cleveland winning at all. It's wild. It was crazy how much money they were putting Cleveland. And like to, for them to see it like this, I, I only put money um, winning at all because I really didn't know. I just put money on the Ravens and Panthers. To win it all. Yeah. Well, the thing about the Cleveland Browns, guys, they're so young and you've thrown all these guys together, including the coaching staff. So you're going to have a lot of ups and downs, and it's been mostly down so far. Their schedule does get a lot easier. But Baker Mayfield is a major, major concern right now. Is it hurt, do you think? It's not that he's hurt. He, I think what's happening with Baker is Every time they continue to lose, it's just more pressure. And I feel like now he's forcing it. If you watch the Browns games, yeah. he's not throwing the ball away. Like, I get it. He's getting sacked at a ridiculous rate. He's been sacked 25 times this year. No, I'm sorry. He's been sacked 16 times this year. Jesus. Um, Still, that's a lot. It's a lot. Oh my you know, he's, thrown, he's thrown 11 interceptions this year. He's, he's had six fumbles. He's lost three of them. So Baker Mayfield, between fumbles and interceptions, he's had 14 turnovers in six games. And I didn't like the fact yesterday he was complaining about referees. And that's, and that's what I want to say. Dude. It wasn't the referee's fault. The refs. How many interceptions did he have yesterday? Three or four? He had three yesterday. The, the refs did not call a good game yesterday. No disagreement there against the Seahawks. But, dude, you're blaming the refs when now your team – continues to play bad. You blew a 20 to 6 lead. The yes. rest didn't blow that, you did. So, uh, I'm not complaining cuz Seahawks fans. So. Yeah, exactly. But again, Baker is he's so immature. Like, guys, this isn't me being a Baker hater. I couldn't care less. I just love football. I love watching football. I love guys if they're good. I yeah. love guys if they're bad. That's what I was trying to say to this idiot Jameis one of one. Please tweet at him. Please tweet at this guy. Forget his book reviews. Just tweet Jameis sucks. It's at Jameis one of one on Twitter, and that's J A M E I S, the number one of one. Because because you know they they people try to say, oh, you hate Jameis, or you hate Baker. I don't hate any of these guys. I just see. I hate Winston. I see what I see, and I see like guys a rapist. Well, you can hate those things, but I'm talking about strictly on the field. What I see is guys not playing well, and in the 2019 NFL. This isn't the Brett Favre fucking gunslinging days of the mid-90s, the early 2000s. You cannot turn the ball over at this rate in the 2019 game. You just can't, right? So so yesterday, if they're going to have all those turnovers, whether it's the Bucs or the Browns, guys, there's a reason teams that are consistently turning the ball over don't win. That's why the plus-minus ratio for turnovers is so important. It's always been important. And they're not heading the right direction. Like I said, you have the the Patriots up next. Ooh. Good luck with that game. <laughs> it's only going to get more difficult for the Browns. I know some people say uh, Russell Wilson's a little corny or this and that. but He is corny, but he's great. He's great. He does his work. He's, he's always respectful of others. And he never complains when, you know unfair decision and whatnot, but yeah, I mean, when you go to Seattle, I'm not even joking, it's Russell Wilson, 
President Obama, and way on the bottom, Jesus Christ. That's how it is. Wilson's so big over there. They love him. They just it's just untouchable. Look, I love him too, and obviously everybody knows how much I love Russell Wilson. I, I've been a huge fan. But but you're saying all the right things. You know I love Russell Wilson. He doesn't turn the ball over. He plays. He's this is his eighth year. He's never missed a start. Knock on wood. Watch, he's gonna get. You never hear week. him do anything bad. DUI. He's always at Children's Hospital. And I knew. And he's uh, corny. You're right. He's a Jesus loving dork. But he really reads the Bible and lived by it. And uh, <laughs> three months after they lost in Super Bowl, I was opening for David Hill at one of the club in Seattle. Yeah. And I say, hey, remember the time Russell Wilson threw that interception, ended at Super Bowl? It got really quiet in there. This is Seattle, right? Raise your hand when you if you scream and use the N word. Anyone? Anyone like this? Like, oh my God! Everybody turned against me, and some lady goes. Why would you say? Because it's fucking funny. I'm just joking. But yeah, you can't touch that guy there. <laughs> I'm shocked why everybody got mad at you, Yoshi. <laughs> Unbelievable. I'm a Seahawks fan. I, I, you know, like I was making fun of myself too. I can't wait. Are you going to be trying some of these new jokes tomorrow night? Oh, yeah. I have a bunch of new ones. Yeah. You you always do well at that show. No, but last show that I did for you, I was shocked because I was talking some really hard stuff. Okay, so as you guys know, I host a comedy show at a Santa Monica hostel. Yeah. And it's a great show. We we usually pack it. It's a small room. Yoshi does it. But the last particular show was great because a bunch of people before me, they were struggling. Yeah, so we were- Remember sh- that? They were, I'm not the one to say their names, but they were struggling. But I know- um, the thing is, my philosophy is you could talk about anything and more than uncomfortable, but if you look like you have confidence and you, if they trust you to take them to a journey, they will listen to you. Well, and it was really uncomfortable. And in the beginning, all I heard is you laugh in the back because it was really uncomfortable. I don't know what I was talking about. It was an uncomfortable subject matter, but it, it's a matter of time. Well, here's the thing about that room. Yeah. That room can be difficult because it's yeah. mostly foreigners. Yes. And... Comedians are very intimidated by it a lot because it's usually full. Yeah. And full for this room is like 30 to 40 people. It's a small room. Right. And they're there to listen. And it can be intimidating, right? Because a lot of times if they're not laughing, they're just staring at you. And there's a language barrier. But before that show, you had said to me, you said I had a lot of new school shooter jokes. Yeah. And I said to you, really? Are you going to try those tonight? And... I was like, whatever. I'm not going to tell any comedian what to do. I right. just, I kind of laughed. And you did. And you had Columbine jokes and you had other school shooter jokes. Yeah. They and laughed. Exactly. And that crowd was tough all night for all the comedians. But you broke them down, man. Yeah. And here's the thing. If you tell, because I've, I've been overseas many times. If you say something that, look, it's like anything else. Like if you're an athlete or a comedian you know certain rhythm when you're doing something well. And if it's not working, you got to figure out why. Yeah. And the thing is, I, I, remember, I don't know which particular um, school, school shooting joke I did. They didn't respond. You did the Columbine one. Yeah. That, that got them laughing. Yeah. And, and the one, one of the jokes, they, they didn't laugh or respond. And I knew by their reaction, and this is like if you're a quarterback, you read the defense, right? What I have to do is explain... Because I think they didn't get some of the references. So once I explain, they laugh like, oh, that makes sense, right? Yeah. So I get I don't get scared when they don't laugh because I've been in that situation many, many fucking times. Yeah. Know, they're mad or whatever. But I already know, look, 
I'm the father, you're the children. I'm telling you what's good for you. So shut the fuck up, enjoy the show, because I'm going to keep hammering it in. And if I have verbally beat them, I will. And I have a couple friends. I have a couple friends in like Phoenix. They, they hate certain room because it's so, they're talking the whole show. And they're, they're scared. I'm not scared. Like the rowdy, there it is. I love that because that's why I love those quarterback when they're going to the hostel place. They do really well. They love that. They love how negative it is because oh yeah i'll fucking beat you down stupid yeah. bitches i will yeah you, you're not gonna do anything to intimidate me what are you gonna fucking gonna do and uh sometimes i might make me call the audience faggots or whatever but i will <laughs> i will let, i will let them have it and um yeah the the best analogy is like with this there's certain running back the more they get hit they get stronger that's my philosophy in this. Like, oh, you think this show goes back? I'm gonna, I'm gonna double down and give you even worse joke than that. Oh, you don't like that? I'll just keep doing it until they just kind of they give up. You know, you break them. You, I fucking break their stupid backs. Yoshi comedy, Yoshi comedy 101. Guys, those are the calls. Please leave a call. I know we've not done calls for a while, but that was a nice call. Yeah. I thought they were gonna ask me some mean shit. 310-359-8365. Again, Tug Coker will be on next episode. So if you have any. Tug Nug calls for myself or Tug Coker. Leave those calls. Oh, one last thing. Remember one of the travel things? I said Dublin. I was there on July 3rd. And uh, my friend Brandon Iron, who's a male performer, closest friend I ever had in the adult business. And um, I thought he was mad at me. So he didn't respond back to my message for a couple months. Wait, so he's a porn star too? Yeah. And a friend of mine, he used to do one series called Slap Happy. He'll fuck a girl and afterwards slap her face really hard. So that's Brandon's thing. So he was my closest friend. Uh, he used to do another one called Intensity in 10 Cities, where he'll travel different 10 cities in the world. He'll fuck different girls in those cities and give orgasm. So he was my closest friend. And um, there's no way YouTube's giving us ads on this episode. Anyway, continue. So anyway, I thought he was mad at me because I haven't heard back in a couple months. So I'm in Dublin looking for him in his old neighborhood, hoping I'll find the new address looking for him. July 3rd, I was looking for him. Couldn't find him. I don't know what's fu fucked up. I didn't realize until two and a half weeks later, he's been dead for two and a half months. Jesus, Yoshi. Uh, he died two months after my other good friend, Brody Steven. They both hung themselves. And, uh, you know, a lot of guys think it's great to be a porn star. It's great to be have a job where you have sex with young girls and whatnot. And people just assume men are always abusive to women. But I think this is a situation where... Are we ending the show on suicide discussions? It was He was really mistreated by his ex-girlfriend. She prevented him from seeing his daughter. And then, uh, uh, That's how you want to end this show in the depressing I, I forgot to talk about the dumplings anyway. <laughs> I know you have... The reason I'm saying it because I know you have fans in Dublin. Anybody who has a contact with the police or a journalist. <laughs> wait, wait a second. You're ending the show. We're going to do a CSI investigation for your porn star friend who killed himself. How is the show ending? That's why you have a lot of you have a lot of fan base. So this is the first podcast I've been. I could ask anyone in uh, have, who, who are fans in Dublin have a contact the police department, journalists or both. I would love to uh, hear from you because he did kill himself, but I think his ex-girlfriend drove him mad. That's what I think. So you want? I've talked to other people about it. So you want her to be held responsible? 
there's not nothing you can do about it. But I want people to know what happened to my friend Brandon because I love the guy. He was my closest friend in that business, and this is not right the way he was treated. Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to hear. I'm sorry to make a joke of it, Yoshi. No, he he was absolutely a great guy. He was too honest of a guy in the business, and the business treated him. I don't think fair with him, you know. And um, I don't like hearing stories like this. Yeah. Uh, I don't care if you're in porn or regular business or whatnot. If if I know the fact you're a decent person and you were treated badly, I don't fucking like that. And he was my friend. So. Yeah, sorry to hear that. We have a comment in here that's uh, from Gavin asking Yoshi to talk about that restaurant named after Mao Zedong. Is that right? What restaurant? Oh. Sure. Or do you know about that, Andy? Yeah, I did a whole dent report on it. We actually ate there. I was just saying how offensive. We went there, the Chinese restaurant called Mao's. Oh, we went there. I, I remember was, now. And I went off on a yeah. recent Dent report saying, it you know it'd be like calling a place Hitler's, because Mao Zedong, the Great Leap Forward, is responsible of like you know forty to fifty million deaths. Yes, I, and no Chinese complain because they're getting trouble. And two, when you're killing your own people, people really don't say anything. But that's my point: is yeah. how offensive L.A. You wouldn't go to a restaurant called Hitler's. It's the same thing. Agreed. Yes, but you know, when I was in Poland, I saw a show, a play called My Kampf. It was a play about... Yeah, we've uh, talked about this. Oh, we did? Okay. So, you know, different thing for different people. But, um, oh, you know Disney, you know, they're just not going to say anything about China. But in China, they call Mickey Mao and uh, Donald Peking Duck and shit like that. They're just fucking slave to... They call him Mickey Mao? Yeah. Unbelievable. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I know. I know, Yoshi. Okay, guys. Yoshi, where can people follow you on social media? Yoshi Obayashi at uh, Twitter. And, Spell uh, it out for everybody. Okay, at Y-O-S-H-I-O, B-S in boy, A-Y-A-S-H-I, both for Instagram and that. And um, it will be great if people donate money to my PayPal account because I'm, <laughs> I'm, um, I'm saying this. If you guys give me enough money, I will go uh, Hong Kong for Dirty Sports. Because <laughs> I was at the um, WTO for 1999 in Seattle. Man, I got tear gas and shit like that 20 World years ago. World Trade Organization? I was there. Yeah. Back in those days when I, was, when I used to smoke weed, I think it was funny. It was not funny when it got tear gas, but I was there 20 years ago so next if, month. So if you get, hold on, let's let's say this out. If you get enough donations, you're going to go to Hong Kong to represent Dirty Sports? Yeah, I'll go around and around take footage of people getting tear gas and shit like that. <laughs> I think I need between 1200 to 1500 to do the whole thing. That's ticket, place to stay, food for the week. But yeah, I'll fucking go and do that. Would you wear dirty sports gear? Yeah. I love it. Yeah, it's like 1200 uh, You have you. If every one of your fans give me 50 cents, that should be easily <laughs> that much, right? I'm not asking some crazy amount of money, but it's um, yoshidittin at gmail.com. Yoshidittin? Yeah, at the pay, uh, PayPal. Y-O-S-H-I-D-I-D-N-T at gmail.com. Unreal. But if if if, if I get twelve between twelve hundred to fifteen hundred donation, I'll go of Duty Sports Hong Kong. That would be good po- uh, publicity. Who's for you. filming you though? I'll be running one with my cell phone like this on a selfie stick. No. Oh, do you need to see me? Twelve hundred is not enough because that means I have to bring another friend. I can't do that. But you'll see me crying like a bitch when I'm getting tear gas <laughs> with a cell phone <laughs> with tear cannons because. This is how stupid I was when the WTO thing happened in 1999. I got mad when these 
anarchist from Oregon showing up throwing rocks at Ken Griffey Jr.'s picture. Oh, that yeah. shit made me. I didn't give a shit about destroying Seattle, but show some respect to Griffey yeah. Jr. Back the in the kid. Days. Yeah. Um, but I thought because I had an Asian eye, tear gas wouldn't work. Fuck, that shit works, man. <laughs> Holy shit. I was crying like a bitch. And more water you put it on, it hurts even more. Ooh, I didn't know that. I didn't know, know that. that. Yeah. yeah. It's good to know. My friend Tanner Manu serving Marines, so he was used to tear gas, but man, man I, I, I walked to the porn shop where I was working. I was there for like four or five hours because it was fucking hurting for so much. Well, guys, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Andy Ruther. Follow us at The Dirty Sports on Twitter and Instagram. Drop an iTunes review. Even if you're going to leave a hate iTunes review like that one guy, leave your uh, Twitter or Instagram handle. I'll send you koozies so we can talk more politics. Love when people leave dumb comments like that, but also go anonymous. Uh, Aaron, Twerks with Wolves. Yeah. yeah, follow me at DS Interns on Twitter. And follow me at Aaron Maharis on Instagram. Cool. And follow Joe Prano at Joe Prano on Instagram and at Fix Your Life on Twitter. Okay, guys, that's the show. Yoshi, thank you for coming back. It's always great having you on, my friend. Thanks. Um, Joe, I'll, I'll help you're doing well. I mean, Jesus. So be, feel bad for him. Yeah, yeah. Same, Joe. We love you, buddy. Okay, guys, have a great week. We'll be back Thursday with Tug Coker. And most importantly, stay dirty.